Thanks so much for listening to Fishy as Fuck. We figure that if you clicked on a podcast called Fishy as Fuck, you're probably our kind of people. So welcome home. Please help us to grow by liking, subscribing, and especially leaving a review. One of my friends used to manage psychics. And what do you mean manage? He would manage them. Like he would set them up for appearances and oh, okay. you know, that kind of management. Which right there proves my point. He's kick ass. So. No, no. They're, they're entertainment. Okay. okay. All right. So go, go ahead. So um, he would like send them to me to try out. And they wouldn't know me. I wouldn't tell them anything. And oh, that's a, that's a really shit. I'd sign up for that. Mm-hmm. I always that's did. pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, send them on by. So you, you so, weren't giving them nothing. any details about you or anything? Nothing. Right. That's cold good. calling me. I like it. Cold call. Cold call. <laughs> so this one girl comes in and she told me some other crazy stuff, but um, she was like, um, there's a little boy that lives in your house. Mm. And I was like, really? And she goes, but this boy is from the 1800s. And I'm like, okay. And he has a wooden toy. And I was like, oh, interesting. What she didn't know is when we were sitting downstairs, we could hear people walking upstairs and nobody was home. Mm. And my, how long ago was this? This is probably eight years ago now that that happened. And you know, my partner would always be like, who the hell is walking upstairs? Cause we have hardwood and you could hear it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what that is because I knew nobody was up there at the time. So, um, what she Boy, didn't know is my arm standing up. Um, I don't get really scared about that kind of stuff, but my partner did. <laughs> he left the hall on for a while, <laughs> but he would be like, I knew, I knew I can hear the wooden toy. Like he, he was totally <laughs> wigged out by the whole thing. But what she didn't know is my house is built on like 1800 battleground. Oh, it's historic. Mm. So, you know, I don't know if it's true or false. I haven't heard it recently. But it literally sounded like somebody was pacing on the hardwood upstairs. Mm-hmm. That's fishy. Now, can you know people take it too far? Maybe, but how do we know? How do we know what people can see or people can feel? You're seeing all these things about like the the armed forces seeing like you know alien like flying objects. I mean, these are way can't... different subjects. Well, right. I don't. I mean, know. ghosts and. Unidentified flying objects are very different things. I have a ghost story for you. I thought you didn't believe in ghosts. I have a ghost story for you. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm in high school and you know, those houses where the, it was the cool mom and she let everybody hang out and drink beer and stuff like that. Right. So we're, we're over at this, the, this house. And the mom was a cool mom and, you know, I think she had two daughters or something like that. And so, uh, uh, so that's the other reason why her house was a cool place. Um, and so we're all hanging out. There's probably, oh, I would say there's probably 10 or 11 of us all, I mean, including the, the mom and the, and the daughters that live there. So single mom. So we're, uh, and it was uh, whatever, it was Friday night or Saturday night and uh, the power goes out. So everybody's, you know, all the girls are freaking out, blah, blah. So uh, the mom's going around lighting candles and one of the daughters says, mom, tell them about 
Jimmy. And I don't know if it's really Jimmy. And she goes, no, I don't want to tell, no, tell him about Jimmy. Tell him about, so we're, you know, we had nothing else to do. It's electricity's off. So we all, you always had this giant, you know, uh, L-shaped couch. So we all, we're all like squeezed in together. And, uh, and so she starts telling the story of that when she was little, she, had this imaginary friend and she told her parents about him and she described him and it was like, you know, whatever red and white striped shirt and blue overall, something like that. So, uh, so they, I guess the parents were talking to a neighbor from across the street and the neighbor said, well, you know, do you know what happened in that house? And of course, you know, a little boy was playing with matches and he caught that, uh, caught something happened. He died. Right. So, and of course he died wearing red and white stripe and, what's wrong with you you take that as scientific fact so anyhow uh apparently the story went that this ghost followed her it wasn't just stuck in that house it when she moved to another place it was there and she said gradually as she got older he didn't show up anymore surprise surprise and uh made no connection to that by the way and so uh, so she's telling us all these stories and she said that, uh, that there was this one time that he came back, uh, when she became an adult, she said, when she got to, uh, like middle school or back then it was junior high school, uh, uh, she didn't see him anymore, but she could tell he was there like with things moving and stuff like that. Right. Not moving in front of her, but like things that were moved while she was gone or something. So, you know, which even in high school, I'm cracking up at that. So she she was telling us a story about how uh, uh, her and her husband one time they uh, they went out. Um, uh, it was right after Christmas. They went out and she had she had gotten a brand new leather jacket that he bought her for Christmas. And they went out on the town, you know, had nice dinner and dancing and blah, blah. So they come back the next day. She can't find her new jacket. And they called all the places that they went, thinking that she left it somewhere and nothing. They pack up all the Christmas things. And the following year, there's a, a box with like a, uh, that they kept a, uh, uh, like a, a big tall light up Santa that goes on their lawn and they take it out of the box and fold it up neatly at the bottom of the box was her leather jacket that had been missing for a year. <laughs> really? Those are the stories she's telling. Right. But you, if you, Picture the scene. It's candlelights, a bunch of teenage, scared teenage girls sitting there. And so, we're, you know, so she's she's got this mood going. Right. And she's telling other stories. And uh, and so uh, and I think a couple other people were telling ghost stories or a little scarier. And so uh, so I I excuse myself to go to the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom. There's candles going to the bathroom. And I'm like, how can I fuck with these people? <laughs> how did I know this was coming? I, yeah, exactly. So I grabbed a toothbrush. First thing I saw and I go and sit down on the couch and I'm in between these two teenage girls and, and they're all freaked out. So I'm sitting on the couch and, and uh, she's telling these stories and, and there wasn't a lot of light, they're candles, but they're around the edges and stuff. So, uh, so I, someone's telling a story, I think it was the bomb and I'm sitting there in my head and I go, I'm counting one, two, three. And I toss the toothbrush up in the air, <laughs> lands on one of the girls. <laughs> freaks out everybody's turning flashlights on what what and she goes this just landed on me <laughs> and, and, and it's wet and somebody from across the room that's my toothbrush i just used it <laughs> so let me end the story with i never told a soul 
Oh, I feel really so touched now. What a there are, well, wait a minute. You're not going to, you're not going to be touched in a second. So there is like 10 or 11 people who probably tell a ghost story about the toothbrush that landed on her lap in the middle of nowhere, out of nowhere. That's my point. Mm. I'm just you telling not you. not crushed my soul yet. I'm you not trying it. to crush your soul, but I'm just telling you that that is true, that there are people that I'm probably sure. still tell that story. I'm sure, but I... But it wasn't a ghost. Haunted it tonight. was me. Well, something <laughs> happens where you have to change your depends and then you come back next episode and say, Natasha, this is what happened. Uh-huh. I can't, you know, we all need our escape, but I do. I Regardless, think that's a funny story. That's yeah. all. Yeah, it's okay. funny, but you know, you're taking way, taking my story way too seriously. I think, you know, you had to ruin it. Why couldn't we just, <laughs> what did I ruin? You know, the fact that I didn't ruin anything prove that there's a bad ghost story going around a false ghost story and there's yes. a toothbrush. Right. I'm just saying sometimes there's logical answers for things. That's all. That's all I was saying. Again, I don't know everything. I'm still saying that, but I'm just, that's kind of an interesting antidote, right? That there are people that think there was a ghost and it was me. Mm. Okay. All right. Stacy's mom has got it going on. You probably uh, had a crush. You probably had a crush <laughs> on the mother. <laughs> Think about how much things have changed just in our lifetime. Because we're not we're not that old. And my no. daughter, my 16 year old cracks up because I told her, I go, I'm going to blow your mind right now. What? I remember having TVs that didn't have a remote control. I remember getting the first remote control is the biggest deal. And her face. <laughs> what? <laughs> I go, I go. And this won't shock you. I, uh, I totally screwed with my family. And she's like, what do you mean? I remember the day we got this new TV with the remote. And of course it was also like a little teeny, teeny bit bigger and it had a, you know, newer screen. Right. And uh, so my dad was super proud of this thing. And so we're all sitting on the couch and he sets this thing up and he's looking at the picture and he's dialing it in, which you had to do back then. And, uh, and it, it's all amazing. He goes all excited, sits on the couch and the channel changes on the TV. And he's like, what the, and he, jumps up and changes it back and blah, blah. Before he's back to the couch, it changes again. I have the remote under my pillow, under the pillow. Oh God. <laughs> the couch, totally fucking with him. <laughs> and it took him three times. Your whole family hates you. It's just time for me to tell you. You're not welcome. You're not welcome back at Thanksgiving. Oh my God. I, I never, I have not laughed that hard when he finally realized what, because, because again, this was a time when we didn't, we weren't used to a remote. No, that was the whole thing. You so. know, I was in uh, the mall the other day and one of the young girls checking me out had an MTV t-shirt on. Yeah. Oh boy. So I looked at her and she's probably <laughs> thinking I needed like a wheelchair. It was geriatric when I said this, but I said, I remember the first day MTV was on. And I remember standing there with my siblings watching it, thinking that this was the best damn thing we had ever seen in our lives. And it was, I mean, it truly was. And she goes, wow, that's so cool. And then she was probably thinking, but you're not cool at all. But it was like <laughs> earth shattering to it see those videos was. and just, it absolutely. Was. I mean, I it remember over everything. summer, we were just sitting there watching it for hours and oh, yeah. hours and hours. Well, it, it like single-handedly launched 
the cable television industry. Yeah. Remember the whole, I want my MTV. Yep. They did that because they knew that people would actually buy cable television just for that goddamn channel. And, and it's true. We were, it worked. We were some of the only kids on the block that had cable at the time and people right. would come over and just, you know, do you remember, I don't know if you remember this, but you know, it was less, uh, precise as it is now, you know, cause now you don't even have to have a cable box anymore and they can control everything. Right. But I remember having a dial TV, but it was hooked up to cable and you could grab the dial, the knob. And some, some people are going, what's that? Uh, and you could put it like halfway between channels and just kind of make out HBO. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you remember, remember that? you used to get, now I just dis phone book. Remember yeah. the little thin HBO guide. Yes. It was a paper, like a TV a little, guide, like a little magazine. It, it was like a tiny yeah. magazine that, you know yes. what, Eddie, if you get your hands on one of those, <laughs> then your street cred with me will go up. <laughs> Do you remember They're out that? there. They are totally out there. Then we need to find one because you'd get that little tiny thing and you would just grab it. And be oh my like, God. what is on HBO? Yeah. HBO was magical. I don't follow Twitter, but every once in a while, I'll see something like this that tells me about something cool that happened on Twitter and what it, what it, what it is. And it's really kind of funny. And I've done this before, you know, with somebody texting where they like one that I read years ago was a guy was on a plane and he had something going on around him that was just fucking hilarious. And he was tweeting it. And, you know, back then the character limit was like a sentence or two. Right. And so he's telling a story one or two sentences at a time. And it's hilarious. He was very, very funny. So this is one of those things. This lady recounts a date using Twitter. So, <laughs> so I'm going to read these. This is from uh, March of 2016. She, she says, uh, so yesterday I went on a date with a man who asked me out in the grocery store the other day. <laughs> Right there. I'm like, oh, okay. This, this is getting good. <laughs> All was going hearts well. Match up. Right. All was going. Yeah. Hearts of Romaine. Yep. Um, All was going well. I went back to his place. Okay. I am a, this, that, that was the first tweet. Now the second one, I'm a confident, calm and self-assured woman. So I felt comfortable pooping in his bathroom. <sighs> this was a mistake. His toilet did not flush. Next tweet properly. So I, she's continuing, did not flush properly. So of course, like any calm, confident, self-assured woman, I panicked and flushed it a million times, making everything worse next week by this point. And by the way, I have not read these. So if I act surprised, I didn't want to read it ahead of time. By this point, I was really frantic because I'd been in there too far too long. There was only one single piece of poop. So in that moment, something came over me. Oh no. I know. And I knew going. exactly what I had to do. Oh boy. I got toilet paper and removed the one poop from the toilet. <laughs> Next tweet. Yeah. You can see where this is going. Once that was done, I realized I didn't have a plan. <laughs> what what do plan. I do with it now? I can't fucking leave it there. By this point, I was really freaking out. Next week, because I'd definitely been in there too long. So again, making another horrible decision. I did the only thing I can think of. I wrapped it in multiple layers of toilet paper and put it in my purse. Wow. A hot, wow is a right. hot tootsie roll in your purse. Oh. 
<laughs> or Rolo. Disgusting. Don't ruin uh, Rolos for me. <laughs> Next tweet. All right. So now what? We are sitting there on his couch and kissing. And all I can think of is this piece of poop in my purse. <laughs> I, lo- I love this girl. Because if it's not, if it, I, regardless if it's true or not. Him, you're so beautiful. The moment you smiled at me, you had me. Me. That's really sweet. Me in my head. I have a piece of poo in my purse. So next tweet. So after a few hours, he used the washroom and I heard it flush. I figured he fixed it. Maybe not, but I have to take the chance. I have to. I have to try and flush the poop. So I brought my purse up to the washroom, which makes me think she's English. Unwrapped the poop, prayed to every God I know, put it in and flushed. By the grace of God, it worked. The poo flushed. I was free. I was in the clear. Everything was going to be okay. I survived. I am a survivor. (laughs) So next tweet. So that's my story. A man sat there telling me I'm the most amazing woman he's ever met. Not knowing 10 feet away in my purse was my poop. (laughs) So it says moral of the story. And she writes, this is very embarrassing for me, but seriously, don't drink coffee before a date. <laughs> it's better to be sleepy than to have to hide poop in your purse. All right. Um, I have some hard and fast rules about pooping. <laughs> I, this is really going to go to a bad place. But first of all, like there's a lot of people at work that are pooping all the time. Yeah. Okay. On, I on go into time. a public, you know, bathroom and it always smells. Uh, get some potpourri or poopery where you put it in the water. Okay. Get an air freshener, <laughs> put it in your purse. If this is your daily thing, help us out. And those COVID masks don't prevent poop smells from coming through. So I already have a problem with people who cannot control their poop. I have a solution for that. What? If we created something that at, like especially at, in the workplace, if every time somebody went into the stall, it recorded it on a list that's on a web page where everybody could see like the best of poopers. Just the fact that that was the last person in there. Yeah. When people they would they would always cover up their poop or they wouldn't poop there. So I mean, there have been the watch. I'm probably going to shit my pants on the way to work <laughs> next week. But so there's. Times that you cannot control it, and then you got to go use a public restroom. I get it. Okay. Yeah. But okay. If, do you hover or do you sit? Oh my God. Don't go there. <laughs> don't do this to me. Don't do this. The to look me. on your face right now. <laughs> do this. <laughs> are you, are you refusing to answer? Yes. That's a whole different segment. Okay. All right. Well, we'll I'm, I'm sticking a pin in that one. You know what I have to say? All right. So in the morning, you get up, you have your routine, you drink your coffee, you eat, you go to the bathroom, you shower. If anything happens out of order for me, I'm blown <laughs> off course. Okay. Forget <laughs> about having a log of poop in your purse. Your I life is even... so tenuous. Like it can just yes. go off course with like the little tiniest thing. Yeah. But if you have a log of poop in your purse and you're kissing the guy, the first problem is this. First problem yeah. is you just pooped. Yeah. And now you're hanging out with somebody. Go home. Go shower. <laughs> Go get a wet wipe. You're thinking it's it's hanging on her? It's like just, lingering? It's a situation. 
Well, in her situation, it certainly was a situation. But even just to be like post poop and making out with somebody, I don't like it. <laughs> no, it's bad. How do you keep track of all these rules in your head? Listen, they're they're they go through my head fast and easy every day. Just don't <laughs> don't poop at work. And if you're going to be courteous with the smell. We we should change the title of this podcast to Natasha's neuroses. It's fine. It's fine. High functioning, successful, easy on the eyes. And I'm telling you, I poop at a certain time of day. And if it goes off course and something happens, God forbid, it's traumatic for me and I got to go shower. Wow. What if you're at work? Then I got to go home. And what, what are the, what are some of the excuses you use? I'm really curious. Well, it doesn't happen, but I have like an oh. arsenal. At work. <laughs> I got wet wipes. I got poopery. Oh I got air freshener. <laughs> I got everything. If it happens, how big is your goddamn purse? Listen, I keep it in the office. It's like under lock and key in case this is, you know, red alert, but there's uh, just people who don't care. So people in your office think that you have like alcohol or drugs in this locked thing. And it's really just wet wipes and poopery. I'm going to, the person that walks in the public bathroom, if that is me, God forbid, (laughs) please, God, don't ever let that happen. (laughs) Then I am going to be as kind and courteous about the whole situation as I can be. And there's just other people who are just rough shot me every day in that bathroom. I walk in. Wait, they they do what? (laughs) Rough shot is that a word? My God. They come, they come in (laughs) like they own, like they're the boss. So I have had more than one person in the bathroom pooping in the public bathroom Mm -hmm. on their phone holding a conversation. There should be a special net we can throw over this person <laughs> and drag their ass out. The inappropriate net. It's inappropriate. <laughs> it's inappropriate for you to stink up my bathroom. It's inappropriate for you not to bring, I mean, go to Yankee Candle and get one of those on sale, like $2 things of spray. You are assuming that people think or overthink as much as you do. But why are you pooping at work? I mean, as a habit, nature, if it's you've an ever heard of that thing, phrase, nature calls. Yeah, but get your shit under control. <laughs> Literally get your shit together. Get it under control. Uh, Try to stay on a schedule. See that you're you're assuming way too much for the general public. It's disgusting. Well, yeah. I will open a door to a bathroom and if it smells, I will walk out. If you, if you are with somebody as a, you know, a partner, you've got to get somebody to be with you that has the same pooping philosophies. as Oh you. my God. Are you telling me your guy has the same philosophy that you do? My guy's an angel. Or does he, does he just put up with it? No, he's, he we are on the go, same page. Goes with the flow, so to speak. We are on the same page. He's probably more anal retentive than I am. Everything. Everything refers to the anal cavity at some point in yeah. every story you tell. Just I would like, I would like listeners to weigh in on the work poop and the work poop etiquette that people are not following. 
Okay. <laughs> Great. I just think, you know, my work life would be better. But when I walk into the wall of stink, I do take notice if I can of who did it. Then there's a whole nother episode about when the person who did it walked out and you're left in the bathroom and the next person walks in. Ah, uh, that wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. There's, we need some sort of hand signal. That was, that was Betty in accounting. You can tell, you can smell it. She eats Snickers in the morning. Right. We need some kind of hand signal. Some, you know, remember when you were a kid, you put your finger on your nose and wiggle your fingers, whoever smelt it, dealt it. We need something like that here to distinguish <laughs> me. Did you, did you grow up in the forties and fifties? No, but who did know, that? I'm just in here peeing. I'm not pooping. I don't want to be, uh, you know, Oh, it's the lady with the white Crocs on. There should be a sign on the door. You know, the like clean and dirty sign on the uh, yeah. dishwasher. It's disgusting. People need to get their bowels under control. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. So you're telling me that you plan your day around your bowel movements. Absolutely. <laughs> and if it doesn't go as planned, the day is ruined. Like the entire day. You the can't get back on day. track. The entire what if day. What you have big plans that night? That's just done. I'm just not happy. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> if I could cut that part of my day out, like if it could just be done with, I would be like, yeah, just get rid of it. I'll pee all day long. Not a big deal. <laughs> Uh, it's not something like if you got it, you got a situation at work where you're not feeling well, I get it. You got to do it. But if it's your thing for every day at 10 o'clock to do it at work, then you need to get up three hours earlier and you need to get your shit under control. Wow. You don't agree with me. I, again, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't disagree with, your philosophy. I just don't let it rule my life. You're probably a work pooper. I I'm self-employed. So yes, <laughs> you know, don't I always know who did it. Don't, don't go too deep here. Cause I may not talk to you again. I take it as a badge of honor. Like, I don't think I'm a weirdo. I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with me. <clears throat> I do not believe I need therapy for it. I believe that my <laughs> way of thinking about this is correct. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Hmm. So that's where I'm leaving it. Okay. Oh, I, back on that story though, about the log in the purse. Oh yeah. <laughs> I heard yeah. a similar story. Okay. Where this happened yeah. to a woman. These are all made up. You know, they're all made up. But instead of putting it in her purse, she put it in the cat's litter box, which is ingenious. That is genius. That's okay. pretty smart. I think I've heard something similar. Yeah, Except that's pretty good. Except then the guy says his cat's been dead for a week. <laughs> so not only Even if that weren't true, that's the way you handle that. Even if, if you're the bammer. And by the way, my... <laughs> My cat doesn't eat peanuts. <laughs> right. You're the bammer and you think you got away. Did you just skip right over that? Cause you didn't yeah, want to acknowledge I, what I listen, said. It's usually corn that people say, um, if you, if you are the person who stuck that in the cat box, 
and you're thinking you are like Mensa material. And the dude comes out and says, his cat's been dead for a week. You got to roll up the carpets at your house and move like three towns over. You absolutely do. You got to go. <clears throat> now, I will also say you should do that because who the fuck goes and looks inside their dead cat's litter box? Maybe, you know, while their date's there. You right. You see it. Yeah. Urban legend. That's what that I is. think it is. But you know what? Still if funny. there's an urban legend that we're going to adhere to, that's a good one. That is a very good one. It's a really no, urban good legends one. are fun. Yeah. They're, they're definitely fun. And, and they, they serve a purpose. They, they teach lessons sometimes like that one. Before you throw your poop in the cat litter box, ask how the cat's doing. <laughs> right. Or check on the status of the don't cat. Don't date anyone with a substandard toilet. <laughs> People yeah. who let their toilets go like not working or they're plumbing. Oh, cross no, them off the list. I can't do that either. Cross them off the list. Like I said before, I have a 16 year old daughter, right? And I, this is a badge of honor for me. She called while we were recording right now. And I texted her and said, I'm recording. Can I call you back? Is everything okay? And she replied, Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I just wanted to call to say hi. Check your wallet. She wants a 20 or she took a 20. I'm always talking about gross stuff, but it's, it does seem to go back to that. Um, what's funny is that you talk about gross stuff, but in a context of how above everyone else you are with it. I'm the intelligentsia <laughs> of gross stuff. You're the, you're the standard. I am the person of how to handle gross stuff. I am the person who you should public. look up to in terms of all <laughs> awkward, disgusting things. <laughs> Like I would, you know, if I thought somebody pooped too much, like a some hot guy, okay, who you can poop too, too much, much, you're done. I mean, if you if you have to, if your body has to expel toxins, get a grip. You, you'd rather them keep it in. Get a grip. Get a grip. I can't. <laughs> or is it you're jealous that that someone can? Like freely have like bowel movements whenever demand. they want. Like I'm jealous of that. Well, I don't know about poop on could, demand. You know but what? I want to say a medical exception though. Like if you have IBS or something, Crohn's, oh I'm, I'm not going to give you a hard time. I uh, I knew somebody with that. That was so. I'm giving them a special pass. I could not imagine living like that. Could you? No. So it could be that the, the wall of poop people in the bathroom <laughs> have Crohn's or something. Now I feel all sad. Oh, uh, don't you? Don't you feel bad about all the negative thoughts you had of, of, uh, of how you would kill them? <laughs> I, kill. I just want them to shape up or the things that you, you wished upon them shape up. Just want them to shape up, <laughs> but it could shape be a medical. Up. I'm not trying to bring the mood down. I'm not. I don't think you can at this point. <laughs> There's no, no way to go, but up from here. I have anecdotes and, and uh, stories for almost everything. So this was pretty recent though. It was last year. Um, I, uh, it's a girl I was dating. I made her this, her favorite dinner and uh, from scratch, you know, she's all impressed. So we, but it was a big hit. It was an Italian dinner. And so it was very, you know, and, uh, and she was very, or is very petite. Uh, and we are sitting on the couch and she 
leans over, puts her head on the pillow and falls asleep for a minute. Okay. And her rear end is up against my leg and she farts in her sleep and wakes herself up. And she like a look of shock because she's just coming to right. And she looks at me with this. The look on her face was so obvious. It was like, did I just fart on you? (laughs) You know, that kind of a thing. And I start cracking up. And I go, if you're asking me, if you're wondering if you farted on my leg, you did. And she, and she like is mortified, of course. Right. And she, and she looks up at me, she goes, she goes, well, we have to break up now. I hope you're happy. <laughs> did she ghost you? <laughs> she did not ghost me. It, you know, it didn't work out, but it was, but that was a pretty fucking funny moment. Well, I feel sorry. We have for to break her. up now. I hope you're happy. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I need, we just need to break down the the new relationship stuff too. Like, I'm going to make you your favorite meal. Come on over. I'm going to make your, you know what I hope for the rest of my life? You think that that's how I said it? Really? Yeah. I hope to God until the day <laughs> I die that I what? never have to go on a first date again and act, oh, yeah. oh. you know, like it wasn't our first date. But just the point, that's what people do when they're first in relationships. Okay, I didn't. Well, when you're first in a relationship, how do you know what their favorite meal is? No, you throw a freaking Burger King at their head and said, <laughs> see how they react. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that whole- Clearly, I am more of a hopeless romantic than you are. Ugh. Whatever. You just- I think, what do we have left in this world? You know, if you want to show someone you care about that you, you think of them and you want to make them happy. Or I don't think you can make people happy. You want to do things that put a smile on their face. I'll just say that. What's wrong with that? No, when you watch a movie, the suspension of disbelief. You know how they say you have to have it? Yes. Okay. Um, In terms of romance, you have to have it as well. It's all gone from me. I'm completely over. That is believing. Believing. (laughs) Believing that this shit exists. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, no, you're talking about shit again. Yeah. Don't make do me fettuccine Alfredo and I'm going to buy into it. No, I'm going to go what do you mean you know buy what into it. Do? You either you like it or do? you don't like it. Right. I'm going to go. It's talk, a nice gesture. I'm going to talk to the last five people you dated first. I am going to change the name of this podcast to cynical AF. That's fine. But I'm going to do like <laughs> quick inventory about how things went down. So, what does that mean? I can I tell you. I'm very honest with stuff. What, what is it you'd like to know? No, I don't want to know about you. <laughs> could care less. Ah, I don't know nothing. I couldn't care We're less. Not dating. Let's let's speak no. proper English. Cannot. Could care less. <laughs> so you could care less. Could care less. Okay. <laughs> Didn't you just say a minute ago that you were going to speak to the last five people I dated? That's what I'm so saying. I was if saying, I go dated, ahead and ask me questions. If I no, if I dated somebody, that's what I would do. That's what I meant. Oh, Not I see. You. I see what you're saying. Oh, God. I know okay. you well enough to know. I don't need to ask you questions, but okay. right. you know, you know, come on over. Let's uh, have dinner. You know, <laughs> maybe that was well, a test. from a guy. Yeah. That's translation is I'm going to do all kinds of romantic gestures and stuff. And then we're going, we're going to bed. Ew. <laughs> if it all works out. Yeah. What's the guys think? <laughs> and if it works out, you just work it right back in. Ew. psychos oh it's it's like a hundred percent where you're hanging out no we've talked about my my picker being broken it is 
busted. It's broken. It is broken. Yeah. Yes. And, he, and I mean, you know, it's kind of like one of those things, like when I'm, when I'm at a grocery store and I walk up and stand, you know, if, if I get into a line, I usually joke for the person behind me, you might not want to get behind me. Cause if I get in the line, someone's going to write a check, right? right. <laughs> it's the same thing. If I pick someone, it's not going to go well. It's just the way it is. My picker is broken. Stop picking them. Stop picking people. Oh, I believe me. I, a, fr- a friend of mine who I haven't talked to in a while recently asked me, so what's, what's going on in your dating life? And I go, nothing. And he goes, what do you mean? What does it look like? And I go, you know what it looks like? It looks like me standing on my lawn in the front of my house, turning around in circles with both middle fingers up. That's what it looks like. If somebody gets through that, then there may be a chance. <laughs> See, that's the key right there. You got to be the biggest asshole you know how to be. See, I can't do that. I yeah, wish I, I could. And I know you can. People drop like flies. <laughs> I just don't believe anymore. I believe everybody's an asshole. Yeah. All the time. They're yeah. just, well, it's that's just probably a good philosophy. Matter of who's hiding it better. Thanks again for listening to Fishy as Fuck. If you'd like to participate or comment about the crap you just heard, we'd love to hear from you by whatever podcast software you're using or by sending an email to fishyafpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.